0: I was today years old when I found out that when you pee, you're not peeing the water from your stomach, you're actually peeing the water from your blood. Well that's kind of counterintuitive, your pee is yellow or white and it's not red. How's it coming from the blood? It's going to come with no surprise to you that today's topic is renal function. To better understand what's going on, let's trace the path of water through your body. The ingestion of water occurs through your mouth, which then travels down your esophagus and gets to your stomach. After a convoluted process of water absorption through your stomach, through your large and small intestine, the water ends up in your bloodstream. Well what does that mean? Think about yourself as a sack of water, which is what we are. By drinking lots and lots of water, if we have a proper functioning heart as well as kidneys, we're not going to swell up. It's fair to say that it's kind of intuitive, when you drink a lot of water, you pee a lot more. Well, we've just established that the water gets into your bloodstream first. Whose job is it to filter it out and to really understand if you have way too much water in your body so the excess can be taken out so that your blood pressure doesn't rise up through the roof because of the overload? By the way, in the medical terms, it's just called volume overload. As it turns out, you have a lot of baroreceptors in your body. Barrow stands for pressure and they kind of sense what's your blood pressure at the moment, in certain areas of your body. It's like having a blood pressure cuff always attached to your arm, or pretty much everywhere, and always giving you a reading. And That reading, I don't know how many times a second, sends a signal to your brain telling it if you have volume overload or underload, if you want to call it that way. <laughs> so when the brain and the kidneys sense that you have volume overload and your pressure might have gone up, males and females have adrenal glands, which are located on their, on top of the kidneys. When the body senses that you have too little water, a hormone under the name of aldosterone is produced in the cortex of the adrenal glands I was just talking about, which are located above the kidneys. Aldosterone is actually used to regulate the blood pressure. It sends a signal to organs like kidneys and the colon that can increase the amount of sodium in the body or the amount of potassium released in a urine. Because if you increase the sodium in the blood, the water is going to naturally go where the sodium is. And you're going to retain water. So as you can imagine, the little aldosterone will make you pee more, and more aldosterone will make you retain water. So now let's summarize. The water comes in, into your stomach, it gets absorbed into your blood, and then the kidneys are the ones that are deciding whether or not they should release the water or not. The majority of your blood volume is actually water. Just like I said, because we are sacks of water. So both of your kidneys actually act as filters. Your entire blood circulates through your kidneys 24-7, and it gets filtered out. Because that plumbing system is already connected, well, it filters the blood anyways. So why not also connect a system that actually removes water from your body? And it's kind of fascinating the way the kidney actually does it. It doesn't just filter what has to come out. It does it the right way. It takes everything out, all the electrolytes and all the soluble stuff in the, in the blood as it filters through it, and then what's needed, it actually puts it back. That is, I think, the most fascinating part about the kidney that I've learned in pharmacy school. It actually does it the right way. Instead of putting out fires, imagine you have a shelf with a bunch of books and other stuff in it. Instead of just quickly skimming through it and seeing what doesn't belong and taking it out, you actually empty the entire shelf and you put back what belongs every single time. So coming back to the original idea that I've proposed at the beginning of the podcast, the water that you drink travels to your blood and then it gets taken out by the kidneys. The reason why your urine is not red is because the blood cells are not filtered out. Imagine having a sift and then the water passes through it, which is what can think of as your blood as well. And the sift is so fine that the blood cells are so much larger that they don't pass through it. Of course, if somebody has kidney damage, if somebody has a kidney issue, this could deteriorate the sieve and basically make it much larger, allowing the blood cells to escape. This is when blood can be seen in the urine. But that's a separate topic. Blood and urine could come from different places. One of the most common things is a UTI. And by the way, since we've touched upon blood pressure and aldosterone, I wanna really quickly tell you what can go wrong with aldosterone. So imagine this hormone that's produced by your kidneys by the adrenal glands on the kidneys. That's responsible for either your volume overload or volume underload not functioning correctly. There are people who have tumors on their adrenal glands, and the tumor basically multiplies these cells that produce aldosterone and accelerates them. So these people produce too much aldosterone. And what's the result of that? Well, you produce more aldosterone constantly, that keeps your volume high because it keeps more sodium inside your blood and drives the water inside your body. That results in constant high blood pressure. The condition is called hyperaldosteronism. It can cause high blood pressure, low potassium levels, and abnormal increase in blood volume because of the way the hormone affects the body. It is also possible to have low levels of this hormone aldosterone, the primary adrenal insufficiency. It's a disease that causes a general loss of adrenal function. Patients with what's called a primary adrenal insufficiency causing low levels of aldosterone may experience low blood pressure and as a result increased potassium levels and this whole thing can cause lethargy which is constant tiredness it definitely goes much deeper than that but if you're having high or low blood pressure issues I would highly recommend you to talk to your doctor and see if he or she can diagnose exactly what causes it just consider asking your doctor if your hormones could cause it Maybe check your aldosterone levels, and if the levels are not where they should be, talk to your doctor about changes or treatment that are possible to help your condition. And if you know someone who might find this information useful, please go ahead and share this podcast with them. I want to thank you for your attention. I actually look at the podcast completion rate, and it's off the charts. It's like 90-95%. Looks like all of you are listening to all of my podcasts all the way through. For that, I'm really thankful. Please stay healthy, and I'll catch you in the next one.